You've all heard the saying, there is no I in team. Well, that's partly correct. But we each bring a unique perspective and experience when working as a team. So it can be viewed as a collective group of eyes that work together to build a team of success. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. With host Dr. Cass Henry. In today's program, we'll uncover the tools of team success in order to achieve winning results. Now, here is Dr. Cass Henry. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. I'm Dr. Cass Henry, and I am happy to share another hour with you. As promised, today we are going to engage in an open conversation with three of our avid listeners who have been in touch with me, who have been engaging in wonderful conversations. And because of their insightful questions and thought-provoking conversations, I felt that it was a good time for us to bring them on continue this conversation on air for everybody to benefit and also use this as an opportunity for other people to start getting engaged and making this about what we want out of this show so that we continue to shape our path as we move forward in our shared journey. These three individuals who are going to be on the show with me today, they make up a combination of young professionals and career changers who are finding their passion, who are taking their passions and making a difference professionally and societally. They're shaping their path and they are making a place for themselves in this world. Just like Goldilocks, these three are working at getting things just right. And they're not just saying, I know what I need to do, I'm gonna move forward. They're constantly reevaluating, engaging in dialogue with other people and trying to fine tune because there's always something we can learn. There is always a little bit we can grow. And I was extremely touched by their curiosity and their passion. And I'm hoping that this passion and curiosity becomes contagious. And I'm so honored and super excited to have them on. It is my hope that this honest conversation will help others in their own leadership, empowerment, and social impact pursuits. So I'm calling today's episode, Being the Change, Dialogue with Emerging Leaders. And I bet it is going to be very, very interesting. Stephen Lee, Karen Stalling, and Della Hernandez I cannot tell you how happy I am to have you on air with me. Thank you. I'm glad to be on here, too. Thank you. Ditto. I agree. Yes, I'm glad to be on. So here is what I want to do. As we get the conversation started, um, I want each of you to take about a minute and give a brief intro to who you are, what are you passionate about, where you're going with life, whatever you want us to know about you. Give us that intro, and then that will kickstart the conversation and give us context to where you're coming from. Okay. Um, this is Della. Um, I am currently working uh, for the Cook County as a field auditor five. And I've just been there just probably just under a year and a half, and um, I've been promoted to um, another position because I was um, – seen for the work that I've done. So 
today, what I want to try and do is I want to try and see how I can move forward in moving into another position or a higher position. Um, You know, as far as my professional aspirations, I want to become a CPA. I want to get my license. And I also want to become a candidate for either the director of the department that I work for or a deputy director for the Office of Inspector General. So um, by helping maybe in my position, my passion is trying to change the face of government. And I want it to change for the tax, the citizens of, um, of the county. I also want to start my own business in preparing taxes and helping out um my Hispanic community, because it is very hard for them to try and find people who, you know, speak Spanish, who um, know their their struggles with money. And I want them to know that they can save for their future and for their children's future. But most of all, above all, um, I really want to truly help others see the potential in themselves, that they can see what that they can do for themselves just like somebody did for me. Beautiful. That is such a wonderful aspiration. Thank you, Della. Hi, I'm Karen. Mm -hmm. And I was born and raised on the south side of Chicago. So I knew in my sophomore year I wanted to become an accountant after taking a bookkeeping class. After graduation, I went to northern Illinois, but I was back home after a year because I was placed on academic probation because of my grades. After working a few months, I went back to college here in Chicago because I wanted to achieve my goals. So it took me eight years as a part-time student to get my undergrad degree. And then a year and a half ago, I did receive my MBA in accounting. And I graduated debt-free from undergrad and graduate school because I worked full-time and part-time jobs. That is I worked in payroll, billing. And currently, I just accepted a position with IDOT, and I'm very excited and grateful for the opportunity. I hope to gain much experience and grow within the organization. However, in my spare time, I plan on volunteering at my church to mentor young adults and helping them to achieve their aspirations and their goals, maybe helping them with um, preparing for job interviews, formatting their resumes, or just encouraging them to not give up and achieve their goals because I know from stopping um, in my first year of college and not doing well, and I Mm -hmm. guess you can say partying and not taking it seriously, but then I realized Mm -hmm. after the fact that I really needed to buckle down, and I did. And I see the end results of my passion for accounting and for me actually just looking at life as making sure not only am I trying to do the best and have Mm -hmm. the best for my family, but also help someone else. That is such a beautiful and powerful mission, as well as a wonderful success story. The fact that even though you started late, you did it on your own and you did it debt free. That is something everybody should aspire to do. Thank you for that, Karen. How about you, Stephen? Yes, hi, my name is Stephen. Right now, I'm currently working for Amazon as an e-commerce analyst. I'm also, I own a startup called Red Star LLC. I'm the president. Um, my career aspiration is 
I just want to help people to achieve um, their dream. Right now, I'm partnership with Amazon and Red Star, so I can help people to start up their own e-commerce business. Um, um, my goal is to make it easier for people to own their own business. Um, the process and the strategy we take um, for all the data analysts, uh, we give it to them for free. My company just offered a, a service for free at the moment because we want as a startup and we want to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm willing to help anybody um, who's willing to dive into the e-commerce business um, and grow the business. I'm willing to help them from step A to Z. Just get the website, um, get the partnership, get the products, everything. Because I'm, I'm in the e-commerce zone, so I have a lot of extensive knowledge in e-commerce. Um, also, as well, I'm currently um, looking to go teaching at my local community college to give back to uh, the community. Because I feel mm-hmm. like um, well, in college, I have great professors that, that help me out a lot, and I want to give back. So right now, I'm looking um, to, for the right fit, to, for the right community college to, so I can teach. That's that why, is um, such a beautiful thing. Thank you so much, Stephen. And I am sure the listeners out there are going to be very, very interested in hearing more about the e-commerce business. So before we close the show, I will make sure I give all three of you an opportunity to share your contact information if anybody wants to get in touch with you. Thank you so very much. So with that introductions, what I want to do is open up the floor for you folks to ask me questions, whether it's around leadership, whether it's around um, empowerment, or if it is around um, social change. Um, what questions you have, I know we've talked about some of them as you've communicated with me, so you can go in the order you introduced or just mix it up. I'm all yours. Okay. Yes, I, I want to ask you the first question, if that's okay, mm-hmm. and it's in regards to leadership. You've been a leader in the professional world for a lot of years now. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the very first time when you had to lead a group of people? What did you do to have to get others to follow you? How did you know that you had the skill set to do so? And did you see or did you know for the very first time that you were going to lead others throughout your career? That's a very, very interesting question. I have been a full-time working professional for 25 years now, but I also started my career in a very different way than most people, I would say. When I graduated with an undergraduate degree in computer science, math, physics, a British bank hired me as a management trainee to come on board and build the International Trade Finance and Treasury Platform. And they gave me a six-month management training, one month in every functional area. I had to master all aspects of banking in six months, and then they put me in a functional area. And there I was, 21 years old, back in Asia, where I'm from. And we had multilingual, multi-ethnic, multi-gender workforce. But my team happened to be all guys, and most of them were older. So I had, and in that part of the world, if you're not management, you're union. And union and management are not in conflict with each other. They work together because people who grow up through the union become management. So it becomes the rite of passage to become management. It is never a controversial push-pull. But the union boss was part of my team. And I would say there was one female and everybody else was a gentleman. 
And that part of the world, if they are older, you have to refer to them as uncle so-and-so. And then they referred to me, I was almost like a kid to them, right? So it, it was one of those situations where I always love food and I always take extra food. And I never for a minute thought that I am their boss. I'm going to tell everybody what to do because I knew I had the technical skills, but I also knew they had that workplace experience. I couldn't succeed if I didn't bring them and work with them and learn from them. So what I learned through that process is leading others is not something I wake up and say I'm going to do. It's something I earn the privilege of by earning their trust, but they can't trust me until they respect me. And they won't respect me until I respect them and I engage with them, right? So I approach this like I approach any other human relationship. Here are human beings I'm going to work with. We're all going to work together. We're all going to learn from each other. And there are things I can teach them and there are things they can teach me. And it was also a society where you could go out and drink for lunch. So they're used to coming back drunk or at least, you know, you can tell that they've been drinking because you can smell their breath. No matter how much chewing gum they chew, right? We all know that. Mm -hmm. So their eyes are red, they're chewing gum. And I'm like, you know what? Let's do one thing. Let's make sure you don't drink at lunch. We'll finish working. And then I'll hang out with you after work. I won't drink, but I'll hang out with you and I can even practice my stand-up comedy. So it was funny, the fact that I was willing to, as a female who normally doesn't go to bars, that culture women don't go to bars, but I was willing enough to step into what they would do as guys, but still not lose a sense of who I am because I wasn't gonna start drinking. I was willing to meet them where they are at the same time roll up my sleeves and work with them. And the only way I could learn is to work side by side with them. That helped me earn the trust. And I think more than anything else, treating everybody as a human being, I don't think anything comes close to that. If we can't do that, I don't think anybody will respect us or trust us. And if they don't trust us, there's no way they're going to follow us. So my lesson learned is whether it's the cleaning lady in the office or the CEO of the company, it doesn't matter. They're all somebody's child. They're all somebody's parent. They're all somebody's sibling. And they are but for the grace of God go I, right? So as long as I come from that perspective of humanity and I learn from them and give them an opportunity to learn from me, there is no power struggle. Therefore, there is no power distance, and then everything else falls into place. I actually learned a lot about myself in terms of just being a good person. Just do what I need to do and don't make it about me. Make it about the organization and make it about them. Does that answer your question? It does. Thank you very much and more. Thank you for that question, Della. Karen, was it you who had a question? I think we're I going do. To, I, I do. Hold, hold. Another question I have. Oh, Karen, is, can you hold that question, my dear? We are going to go to break and sure. come back. Thank you. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. 
Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. We are having a conversation on our episode, Being the Change, Dialogue with Emerging Leaders. Karen, you were about to ask a question when we went for break. Go ahead and pose your question. What can I do to ensure that I continue to grow and develop as a leader? Okay. So you want to grow from where you are and continue to do bigger and better things. And as you start thinking of growing as a leader, Mm -hmm. step one is continuing to do what you do that got you to become a leader, right? So at some level, you are surrounded by people who are willing to trust you, and they trust you enough and respect you and your insight enough to know that by following you, they are going to a better place. But most importantly, they also know if they want to go and lead everybody to a slightly different place for a slightly different cause, if you see merit in it, as a leader, you will also follow. The reason I say that is good leaders also know how to follow because we're not always good all the time and we don't know everything all the time. Life shows us, just like in the household, right? 
the mother and father have different skill sets, different strengths, and they need to know whose strong suit is what so that they lead the family in the right way. And in a good marriage, the mother and father know when to follow the other person. Anytime one person says, I'm the one who's going to lead everything, then that union crumbles, right? Same way in the workplace, as long as you understand what your strengths are and then what are the strengths of other people who are part of this journey of leading and following, then having the foresight and the wherewithal to follow others is an important lesson to learn as part of being a good leader. Uh, What it also does, it gives other people the confidence that by being a follower, they are becoming groomed to be leaders. And you're giving them that safety net to try their wings. Uh, Just like in a circus, remember when you go to the circus, when they're doing all those acrobatics, there is that safety net. If you miss a step, you fall on the net. You don't fall and break your neck. And so as a good leader, one of the things you want to remember is give people the space, hold the space for them to take the empowerment you have given them and then test their wings in leading. And when they lead, follow and cheer them on and support them because ultimately being a leader is like being a shepherd and a good leader is a servant leader. And every... uh, religious institution, every religious philosophy has symbolisms around it, right? Mm -hmm. A shepherd doesn't lead his or her flock from the front. A leader leads from the back. Mm -hmm. So you give them the guidance, you give them the tools, you give them the empowerment, and then lead every from the back so that you know there are people who are going to get it faster than the others, and they are going to lead the pack. And then as leaders, our job is to take a step back and find the others who are not as quick, who are thinking a little differently, helping shape their path and making sure we don't leave anybody behind. In that process, we are expanding the following and we are mixing up as to who's leading and who's following because as leaders, we are not just leading others. We are teaching other people to lead. We are bringing out the noble qualities in others. And we are going to leave a legacy. We're not going to leave a legacy if we don't allow other people to lead. I always tell my students in class, one of the reasons I'm teaching more than the content, I'm giving you all these practical examples and tools, is because when I become an old lady and I retire, you're going to be running this world. And I don't, you don't want a crabby old lady coming to your office or calling you and saying, this is not done right or this is how it should be done. You don't want me calling you. I want to chill out and enjoy my retirement. So tell me what you need so that I can make you successful, right? So I say it tongue in cheek. I say it with a little bit of fun involved in it. But at the same time, the message is the same. I think as a leader, we want to make sure the journey is fun, It is shared and we are leading from behind so that we empower others and then help shepherd the ones who are not as quick at getting. Doesn't mean they're not good. Each of us learn differently. Some learn by hearing, 
Others learn by doing. And the ones who need to learn by doing are going to be a little slower. But remember, they're also going to be more successful because they've done it. Mm-hmm. Does that help answer the question, Karen? It does. It does. And Vincent, thank you. Thank you. Yes, hi. Um, this is Stephen. Um, my question is about office politics and skills. Um, um, recently, uh, last year, when I was working for McDonald's as a uh, business analyst, project manager, they have this mass layoff, and I was part mm-hmm. of it. And one of the reasons was they decided to tell me it was just pure business, um, nothing else. But when I look back into my position and what happened, mm-hmm. I um, my job was to analyze the process flow of you know business and requirements, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the only one in in my team at the moment with a six single black belt and MBA. Uh, everybody mm-hmm. else has uh, just a bachelor or some other certification. And um, you know, I did my job really well, and, and, but the thing is I learned that I didn't build the relationship that necessary for me to keep my job. I realized uh-huh. that it's not it's not matter how uh, good you are at work or how hard you work. It's, you got to build that office policy. You got to build a relationship because um, when it goes down to laying off people, they keep the people closest to them. That's why um, that I learned mm-hmm. um, in McDonald's. Uh-huh. Um, well, at college, they need, they need to teach me this <laughs> the skill set. Uh, you know, college, they always tell you, work hard and, you know, be on time and look professional and everything else. Um, yes. You know, my, what I learned was, you know, stay positive because even though McDonald's doesn't want me, you know, Amazon, uh-huh. that's all my skills. So I'm in a better place at the moment. But I just want to uh, tell listener that, you um, School and corporate work life totally different. Uh, what you learn in school is not what happened in a corporate working life, because the politics runs everywhere. It's not just uh, just in electing officials. It runs your life basically. Very, very true. Thank you for sharing that, Stephen. And what I would uh, say in terms of managing your own careers for yourselves and for anybody who is listening and trying to figure out what to do, when I have my own teams. I I take their goals and break it into four parts. Part one is relationship development and stakeholder development. We, our success in our professional careers are not in us knowing to do everything, but the strength of the relationships we build because those are the roots that hold us in our organization and allow us to grow. We can grow only as high as our roots can keep us. Otherwise, we collapse, right? So I always make relationship development as the first part of everybody's developmental goals. Because if I don't make it a goal, most young people coming into the workforce are not going to think about it. Then using relationships, then you can start learning about how my job impacts the rest of the organization. Then I, uh, the second part of the goal is I ask them to then leverage the relationship and the knowledge gained through those relationships to find ways to improve the process and eliminate waste to bring about efficiency and effectiveness. The third is I ask them to obviously deliver on their job-related goals as well as help others develop their skills and deliver on the goals. So it takes it one step up and allows everybody the opportunity to become a mentor. 
And then the fourth piece I always give as a goal is find ways to apply technology and stay current in technology so that you are evolving as your job is evolving. So my advice to you, Stephen, and everybody else out there, whether your boss gives you those goals or not, remember and incorporate all four pieces, relationship development, leveraging that for process and knowledge development on your job, then completing your job and stepping out of the comfort zone and helping other people do their job. So you're expanding your scope of work. And then fourth is learning how to do your job with technology so that you are never, ever going to be the person left behind. You are leading the technology growth in your own company. With that, we are going to go for a break and come back and pick this conversation. Thank you. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. listening to unleash your inner goldilocks how to get it just right to reach dr cass henry or her guest today please call 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to dr cass henry at hotmail.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You are coming back to the episode of Being the Change, Dialogue with Emerging Leaders. Della, we come back around the clock like uh, the Wheel of Fortune. Great. Thank you. Well, my question to you is about empowerment. Okay. Cass, Dr. Cass, when an organization decides to implement a new program, mm-hmm. managers often just want, you know, the specifics telling them what to do and how to do it and when to do it or Mm -hmm. their deadline. You know, most of us just want something simple, quick, something done with action. Mm -hmm. But empowerment isn't quick. It isn't done quickly. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of action. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it demands a willingness to embrace uncertainty, you know, trust people mm-hmm. and exercise faith. What can young leaders do to facilitate empowerment, you know, with their own team? And then how important is it for a young leader to already feel empowered in order to transfer it over to others? That's a very good question. And it is a struggle in the workplace because a lot of times organizations, what they do is they take their best workers and promote them to supervisors and managers. So this builds on the thought that Stephen just had. We never, ever build on the non-technical part. We hire people based on their GPA and their IQ. We never look at the emotional quotient. Emotional quotient is about self-awareness, understanding self and knowing what my limitations are, understanding the world around me and other people, understanding how to influence others. Emotional intelligence is about social consciousness, starting with my own self-consciousness. And so if we are not developing that as a society, because parents don't spend too much time engaging in relationship building in the family because everybody's busy juggling two, three jobs. So we are in a society, at least in the Western world, where that emotional interaction and the opportunity to develop emotional intelligence is not very prevalent. We're also at an age where everybody is engaging with machines and devices, right? So we talk to each other in text, we talk to each other in Twitter, or Instagram, and we we also are in an age where emotion and feeling and caring are things we don't even want to talk about. Emotions are negative. Caring is a weakness. Being kind means you're a pushover, right? And aggressive and assertive are two different things. You can be kind and assertive, but we tend to reward aggressiveness, being pushy. So all of those things come together in the workplace where people who get the work done like clockwork and who built the relationships with the higher ups on the politics, oh, people just know that, know how to do everything, get promoted. But doing something is very different from engaging with people and having people want to do it. The example I would give is when an organization takes their best sales guy and promotes that guy into a sales manager, two things happen. The department sales drop, and this person doesn't like to manage, they don't know to manage, they were never trained to manage. Then we performance manage this person out for being a poor, poor sales manager. We just set somebody up to fail. My recommendation is everybody is capable of being a leader. Leadership is not a title. Leadership is a character strength and ability to influence other people. So it's never too early to start practicing our leadership skills. So the day you walk into the office, find the grumpy people, find the unhappy people, find the sad people, find the people who always look harassed, right? And figure out why they are that way, get to know them and try and help them out. Convert people one person at a time. I've always found that converting the grumpiest, angriest, harried person in the department then accelerates the rest of the process. And by doing this, A, we are learning about people. People tend to 
we never remember what people told us, but we always remember how people made us feel. That's the one thing as human beings we know for sure. So why not use that as a starting point to influence and empower ourselves to be successful in the organization? And in that process, empower other people. All of a sudden, now you are going to be the person with the seat of influence. Your boss, who's going to tell you exactly what to do, they can only tell people what to do. They can't make people what to do. I've been in organizations where people come and tell me, oh, guess. Yeah, we're just going to sit at meeting and say, yes, 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 but guess what? We're not going to do anything. I'm like, why? So why bother? She doesn't know what she's talking about. Or he doesn't know what he's talking about. And this is going to fail miserably. So why waste our time? We'll let fail. The next person will come and give us new instructions. And then they always joke and say, this too shall pass. It just feels like a kidney stone right now. And then they have a hearty laugh, right? So this goes on in the workplace. Whether we like it or not, it goes on. So knowing that is important, understanding that is important, and then breaking that cycle is where we can find empowerment. And then if we build the relationship with our bosses and say, you know what? You are so busy. You have so much going on. I got this one. I got your back on this. Let me take care of this. Because now they've watched you succeeding in getting other people to do things that they couldn't do. And they realize, you know what? This is going to only make me look good. The key is not to make your boss feel threatened, but come at it from a service perspective. A leader is always a servant leader first, right? So leading is about managing up and managing down. And it's about finding that balance and not letting ego come into play that then becomes threatening to everybody else around. Thank you, Cass. Thank you. So, Karen or Stephen, do you have another question for me? I do. I kind of want to stay on the um, the same line that Della had mentioned about empowerment. And uh-huh. I would say from your example that in the workplace, not in all of the workplaces, but in one of the workplaces, I was one of those grumpy people. And okay. the reason why is because okay. the company did not want to change on how they did things. So if I or maybe another employee within the company had an idea of, you know what, this may be faster, or this may be easier for us to do mm-hmm. it like this, we're going to come out with the same results, we would get you know, um, the hand put up like, no, stop, this is how we're going to do it. And so then your confidence level begins to drop. Um, you begin to say, well, they aren't going to listen to me anyway, so we'll just do it the way they've always done and it's going to take longer. And you get frustrated and then you aren't satisfied with your job. I realized that when I was taking a lot of my um, classes um, for my MBA, there were Mm -hmm. so many excellent things that I wanted to try and incorporate in my position, but the company was like, no, we are not going to update, you know, our computer system. We're going to keep things the way they are. So what do you do when you work for a company that does not want to implement anything that you may suggest, and then also build Mm -hmm. on maybe getting new technology, sending you to seminars or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and you don't want to move on. You feel that the company is a good company, but they don't want to, you know, listen to what you want to try to, you know, make mm-hmm. things easier or more efficient. That becomes part of, that's a good question. And I have seen that in some places and I have seen in other places where they are excited when you can prove to them that this can be done. So mm-hmm. we are at an age where there is an entire industry or groups of industries that are tech of us. Sometimes it's generational, sometimes it's not. And so let me take your two-part question. First one is, what do we do when you have all these ideas and they don't want to accept it and you're frustrated? Mm-hmm. So here is, here is what I have done for myself, and I'm going to draw from my own experience. We are all, as individuals, we have a 360-degree aspect to our life, right? Work is n- not the only aspect. So I have learned not to identify myself based on my job. I'm not the job. I am me, and I take me to the job. So the person that I am shapes the job. The job doesn't shape me, okay? The minute I come to that realization, I can find other places, other avenues, other aspects of my 360 life to apply some of these things to find my thirst quenched and my empowerment addressed, okay? If you are happy with the place you are at because you like the job, then I'm going to say you're in a comfort zone, okay? If you're in a comfort zone, you're not learning, you're not growing. Learning and growing happens when you're a little uncomfortable. (laughs) So as difficult as that is, what what if you get involved in a professional organization, volunteer on a board, Learn to do things that you've never done before. Test some of your ideas somewhere. Volunteer in an organization. When you're a volunteer, most people will let you do stuff because guess what? You're doing it out of the goodness of your heart and you're helping other people. I found that when I'm in the classroom teaching, when I'm volunteering for organizations, or when I am helping students figure things out for their homework or so many other different ways I can help people employ technology. There was a time where I was so unhappy with how little inner satisfaction I was getting out of my job. I had a two and a half hour commute to work and back, but in my community, we had a retirement home. So me being me, I went into the retirement home and signed up all the grandparents to come and learn social media with me so that I can teach them how to communicate with their grandkids. Okay, so it developed into such a fun activity. They would come home and throw my husband out. They're like, you get to be with her all the time. Go, this is hot time, right? So my poor husband is thrown out of his own house. And we built such a movement. And then we started bringing young people in to work with these older retired people to bridge the generational gap and also create the interaction so that the retirees understood the psychology of their grandkids. And these kids in the neighborhood who didn't have parents at home had surrogate grandparents with them. And it 
became such, and we met at the park district and the library. And whoever who could make food brought food. And it became such a fun activity. Summertime, we barbecued. And it so happened that it grew into a grassroots. And anybody who ran for office in that county came to us and asked if we would support them. And we had everybody uh, share us their platform. And we questioned them and challenged them and had them debate in front of us to decide which candidate we were going to support. And if they didn't deliver on their promise after they were elected, we showed up at their office every time they were in the office. So I found ways to quench my thirst and take care of my passion in so many other ways. It didn't have to come from my employer. So my recommendation is you have a full life. You have a full spectrum of access points. Don't limit it to one and don't let your job define who you are. With that, we're going to go off for a break and come back for our last segment. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's KASHenry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call one 888 346 
1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drcasshenry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. Stephen, as we went for break, you were ready to ask a question, so let's get started. Yes, yes, my question is, um, in your career, there's a decision that you got to make that would either change your career to be better or worse, and I had that um, experience recently. I, okay. I, um, Elaborate I a little for, bit on your experience so that I can build on it. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, my experience was, I asked my supervisor, uh, what, what should my next step be to, uh, to grow? And he's saying that I should take this uh, this step to get more uh, salary. I, um, I asked him, well, would, I forgot to ask the important question, but I asked myself, would I be happy taking that step? My supervisor implemented it for me um, because once I took that job, of course, it's higher salary, but I was miserable at the new job because yes. uh-huh. even though my salary is high, I didn't like my job. Mm-hmm. And with, if I were to take my job that I was happy with, but it's lower salary, I probably do a better job at that. And eventually my salary will raise as my skill level increase to, yes. to the um, higher level. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize then how I was very knee deep into my new job. So that's yes, my question. but you like, know how, what? The fact that you've come to that realization tells me that you are very, very in tune with who you are. And at the very core, you are well aware of what makes you tick. And that is something a lot of people wait long years before they figure out. So you're already, you've got a leg up compared to most people. I know 50, 60-year-olds who still are trying to figure out what's going to make them happy, right? So key thing is no matter what you do, we all need to do what makes us happy. Because as human beings, we do everything to be happy, right? Some of us think if we got more money, we'll get happy. Some think if I got the title, I'll be happy. Some think if I moved to this particular zip code and lived in this kind of a mansion, I'll be happy. We are not here to judge what is right or wrong, but everybody needs to know what is going to make them happy. And normally what is going to make anybody happy is not a thing. It is that feeling of contentment, whatever gives a person peace in their soul and makes them feel fulfilled, normally that is what's going to make us happy. So my advice is don't ever follow the money for a job because sometimes people will pay a higher salary just enough to make you want to keep the job. And this is a wisdom from a metro conductor. He would tell me, once in a while, Cass, I sit and listen to everybody taking this two-hour commute after work home and everybody sitting here complaining about their jobs and employers think they're smart by paying everybody just enough to want to keep the job and all these people, every last one of them have figured out how just to do enough not to be fired. So we are perfecting mediocrity, right? And that doesn't help anybody. It doesn't give anybody fulfillment. We're not helping the business grow. We're not empowering anybody. And so I agree with you. Doing what makes you happy is important. But doing what you what makes you important also should then give you the opportunity to grow. 
So learn and grow and you can do other things to supplement your income, right? In the modern world, we say don't uh, hang your hat just on one guaranteed thing. There is no such thing as a guaranteed job anymore. So it's not about employers are looking for loyalty. Employers are looking for loyalty in chunks of time, right? Absolutely. The days of working for a company till you die and then our children go work for those companies are gone. So having multiple streams of income is important. Having multiple pursuits are important. That also allows us to take care of our multiple needs and our multiple passions because we're not one-dimensional people. So I agree with you from the perspective of don't go for the money. If we do everything for money, there's a word for it. I'm not going to say it on air. (laughs) But (laughs) so... Find what gives you that inner passion, inner satisfaction, that inner glow and pursue that because that allows you to stay true to who you are. And then using that, you then grow yourself and then make a bigger and better difference. And in your case, your interest in being an entrepreneur, go out there and build a business that is going to make other young people want to be a part of. And you can make a world of difference in so many people's lives. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. So thank you so very much, Della, Karen, and Stephen, for joining me for this conversation and asking such very, very insightful questions. I want each of you to share, if you want to share your email, share your email with the audience, or I will also share my email address, and they can email me to reach you, whichever works for you. Go ahead. We have a few minutes before we wrap this up. My email for Della Hernandez is Della, D-E-L-L-A, 6068 at <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go um, ahead. Yes, my this is Stephen Lee. My email is Amazon Prime, one word, period, redstar at gmail.com. Thank you very much. It has been such a pleasure and honor having you all on my show today. And I look forward to continued conversations with you and call us back and let's continue this conversation as we continue to air the show. Thank you very much. And as we uh Look at our shared journey ahead. What matters to you is important to me, my audience. I want you to take that from this show, this episode. And I want you to keep asking the questions and sending me the information you want to talk about at drcasshenry at hotmail.com. This has been a wonderful journey sharing with you. And taking Gandhi's words, we are the change we have been waiting for. As a call to action, we take that with us. And as we move forward, let's remember that every human interaction is an opportunity for our transformation. So let's go out there and transform lives and make sure you start with your own. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you for tuning in to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. Please join Dr. Cass Henry again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition of the program. We'll see you then.